This is Channel 253 Sports. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trow in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. Hey everybody, this is Steve with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I am here in studio today with the one, the only... Timothy Hamilton at Muffin Top Model on Twitter. Say hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Um, that's you. I understand. <laughs> you've got your your hands in front of your face. You, oh, you've just brought down the deuce mask. Yes, how sir. You, how are you feeling today? I had a big old rock star, so I'm ready to rock. Are you energized? Yes, sir. Are you enthusiastic? Uh, we will see. Are you present and accounted for? Yes, sir. Right on. How you feel physically? Are you like... Really excited about this? I feel fine. I have not had any carbs today other than that. Uh, I had a big old plate of meat at uh, Dickie's. So So you know how many carbs there are in a diet rock star? I could probably check it out. Zero. No sugars, no starches, no carbs of any kind. So I am uh, approaching ketosis then, right? That's that's basically where you're at. You're burning your own fat for energy. It's great. (laughs) I should be super energized. (laughs) I've had the worst burps all day. Just like, wow. You ever had those burps where you are... Like, did that have to come out of me? I had, to, is, had to roll the windows down. This is a quality <laughs> podcast already. No, we're doing great. Okay, here. Yeah, it's uh, October 9th, Indigenous Peoples Day in the United States of America, and we are recording at 6.45 p.m. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we had some great audio from Doyle's Pub in Tacoma, Washington, with the USA-Panama game, uh, where we had that glorious 4-0 victory. Uh, Roman Torres was a little sad. It looked it looked a little sad. Um uh, penalty kicks, some some disciplinary issues, uh, all kinds of really interesting stuff was happening uh, for U.S. men's national team. So uh, after the slump, it's been really nice. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, do you want to talk about it now or do you we want to get to it briefly. later? We can talk briefly. Oh, I, this is Initial exactly impression. This is what we needed. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. nervous before any match, nervous against Panama because they have Blas Perez and that guy's a D-bag. Mm. And uh, he's... he's, he's uh, master of the dark arts mm-hmm. uh, but shoot yeah. anytime you put your boots on there's a chance to win and a chance to lose and uh, i was more nervous for the loss because this team really needs to qualify mm-hmm. otherwise those uh, gatorade dollars and those nike dollars don't come rolling in <laughs> that's right to the federation so we had a great conversation with uh the uh tacoma ao president we uh, a couple other supporters were there we spoke with uh, russ heaton the owner and proprietor of doyle's public house there in tacoma and so we'll have a little bit of recording up for that uh after that we will have a nice conversation with a couple of supporters from fc dallas that have graciously uh uh Graciously said they'd, they'd come on the <laughs> they phone. They agreed to and, join us. I don't know if yeah, they've listened yet, but uh, yeah, well, they, they've been gracious so far. They seem like a nice couple, and uh, we'll see what they have to say about uh, the upcoming um, about the upcoming match on October fifteenth. Another Sunday match, but at least it's not in the evening. I suppose. True, true. It's it's what the well, I mean, the Mariners are obviously out of the baseball season, so uh, <laughs> we don't have to worry it's about a wonderful sharing stadium year for with Seattle them. sports. Eh? Maybe when they schedule that game, they knew the Mariners are going to be out. But. Right on. Yeah, it's a 4.30 match uh, here against 
Dallas. Yep. It's going to be great. Where are you going to be sitting? Your normal seats? I'm going to be, I am, will, I am planning on attending. I am will attending. I am will attending. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. All right. And uh, so what else do we have? Let's start the show. Yeah. Let's get her going. Um, so we're going to cut to some audio from Doyle's Public House. And when we return, we'll be speaking with Rainy Ka and uh, I think her husband. Is that right, Tim? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. R- Rainy and husband. Rainy and spouse. All right. Cool. This is Steve. And Tim. And you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Uh, I am here on the phone with a couple of FC Dallas supporters. We have Rainy and Anthony on the line. Say hey, guys. Hey. How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. Well, for some of us, it's going great. I don't know. What, what do you guys think about your season so far? Oh, we're going to start right off the bat with that. <laughs> well, <I might> have... <laughs> hey. oh, oh, we can soften it up a little bit. Life I mean, is you know. good above the red line. That's <laughs> it all. It is. It is. Welcome good. to the Welcome to the uh, club. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves. So we've uh, I've been following FC Dallas for about ten years now. Uh, the uh, the downs and some ups and more downs, but uh, you know been there been there the whole time supporting the team and uh, it's, it's been quite a ride. Absolutely. What are your uh, what's your um, highest high that you remember from uh, your past ten years of support? Uh, well, that would uh, that would have to go back to uh, playoffs. Uh, in Frisco, penalties. Uh, that was that two years. Oh, against to yeah. go. Okay, when, yeah. uh, walk. <laughs> right in the so, ribs. Go ahead, twist that one. Twist that one. That one <laughs> twist that one. Yeah. You know the only thing that better one was. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say that, that one was. Uh, that one was pulling on the heartstrings. I actually had a friend uh, walk out of the stadium towards the end of that uh, before we scored to to send that into extra time, and someone had to call him and drag him back in, tell him that the game wasn't over yet. They but, let you uh, back in. He, he he didn't quite make it to the gate somehow. I guess he hung around, had had something inside of him that had to wait. So, oh, security I takes it. I I wouldn't have paid for him to get back in. Uh, yeah, so our security seems to enjoy throwing people out just for yeah. sport. Yeah, it's been it's been this year with the uh, with the the stadium maintenance folks it's been definitely very interesting uh, with the security and the extra security around the uh, around the uh, stadium. Have you folks experienced any of that, like clear bag policies and kind of uh, different changes in the middle of the year that don't make a lot of sense? Um, not so much changes in the middle of the year. Um, actually, I'm an event coordinator, so I work at a venue. We have a clear oh, okay. bag policy. Um, we, that is my struggle day in and day out every day. So I guess when I go to uh, venues, I kind of understand where the facility side is coming from. But um, as a fan attending, to switch it halfway throughout the year, um, I definitely understand their frustrations as well. Yeah. They didn't so much switch the policy halfway through the year as much as they started enforcing it arbitrarily in the middle of the year. So that's Yeah, kind of- we went to a game uh, just last week, I believe it was, um, or the week before, and we could have a drawstring backpack, but not a regular backpack, but purses were okay. And huh. like I said, being seeing both sides of that, it is quite confusing and frustrating for um, – patrons i can definitely understand where that comes from i hear you i hear you um so are you 
folks affiliated with any official supporters group in uh, in Dallas there, or are you just freelance fans? Um, kind of freelance fans. Uh, we <laughs> uh, have set the Beer Guardians. Uh, we've set with the Matadors. Um, kind of just just drifters. You're drifters. Which Loners. Yeah. Any pregame rituals? Do you guys tailgate? Do you have a, a certain what's the superstition kind of thing you do where you wear the same socks? Or you go to the same bar? What's your uh, pregame like? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad about that. I uh, so slightly superstitious about that. I'll usually wear the same pair of khaki shorts, same same type of socks, shoes. I'll wear the same shirt, kind of just the whole the whole shebang. And we usually tailgate, get out there about two hours before, and and hope and pray to God that we get more than a point. Yeah. Sounds like you got yourself quite a catch there, Rainy. Oh, oh, <laughs> I kid. I'm I'm sporting the khaki shorts all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do wash them though, so they they are. Oh, good. Every other, well, see, that's know. the thing. Part of the superstition is if if it's winning, you can't wash it. You you gotta you gotta leave. You know, if you spilt beer on yourself, well, dang it, you gotta spill beer on yourself every week until the uh, till the streak is broken. Oh, I, oh, the streak I know is that. broken or until the streaks persist. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's especially tough in the well, summers when it's a hundred and five degrees and we're sweating out. Yeah, there, so. you guys have some hot soccer down there. Okay, so, it is rough. So yes. that that brings us to a question. What what is your attendance like, and why uh, why schedule things in the heat of summer? Is there any way around that? What uh, what's going when we see the when we see the games on TV? It looks it, it looks a little thin. Let's just say that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, being at the games looks exactly the same as it does on TV. It's uh it's brutal in the heat out there, and mm-hmm. um, I've I've played my whole life, so playing in the heat does play its advantages for people that have that playing it are used to it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it does, it still takes its toll on you, but yeah. you know, coming from, you know, whether you're up upstate New York or, you know, Pacific Northwest coming to, you know, especially Houston in the mm-hmm. summer is miserable. So it, uh, it's tough. I mean, it, it definitely plays into the hands of the home team for sure. So is that a home field advantage? I, I would definitely say it is. Even with the water breaks, it's, it's miserable. Do you so fans? I think it does. Um, I think it comes in handy. Um, even even you know teams that fly in, you've got a, a day to train in it. It's still not enough. Doesn't do justice. Do the do the stadium crews uh, turn the hoses on you guys if you ask real nice? Oh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would pay money for that. <laughs> All right, there you go. Fundraiser, a special special sprinkler section, an extra yeah. five bucks a game. With that us, we got right. we have to talk to our match pass people. <laughs> so, uh, does uh, to, is it Toyota Park or Toyota Stadium? Toyota Stadium. Do you share your stadium with, uh, is it college or high school or is there a football or is that Houston? Uh, so, so Frisco, uh, this, it's in Frisco, which is, you know, about 30 miles north of Dallas. So the mm-hmm. Frisco uh, school district actually uses it for football games during high school season. Okay. So it's a uh, municipal so, kind of park or? Uh, I think it's. I think they just partner with uh, right. Frisco ISD and the city of Frisco. Oh, cool. Um, so the Frisco football teams would use it on Friday if they needed to. Um, and then I think they have some community tournaments, but I don't think anyone plays on the field besides Frisco ISD. Mm-hmm. Does that, being a school district thing, does that limit uh, alcohol consumption? That's no, kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, and the venue that I work for is owned by a school district. Um, this one is not. Um, I believe. It's just there for them to be able to have access to and to use. Oh, right on. But they they have alcohol there. Um, they do concerts there. Um, I don't. I think they just are able to open it up to the school district. That's awesome. Well, hey, at least to yeah. get some use out of it. I, um, oh, so, for sure. 
Now, uh, back to the team. There's a couple questions I have. I mean, okay. how how's Mauro Diaz doing, and what's his uh, what's his injury status like? Because I mean, it looks like he's playing, but it doesn't look like he's back to his form yet. Yeah, so it's it's always tough for us to tell. Dallas is very uh, secretive about practicing and the uh, status of players. Um, obviously, we were really worried. You know, at the end of last season with Morrow going out right there at the end. Yeah. Um, and then having him out in the CONCACAF Champions League really hurt. Um, but, yeah, him him coming back this season is very – almost seems, te- you know, hesitant. To, doesn't seem like he's playing the way he used to. He, he still has that creative mindset, but it just seems a little slower. He seems more hesitant than Yeah, than I would normal. agree with that. So, so it's, it's tough watching him play in the midfield. It's still him, but it's it, – it's not the same him. Is is that something you think? I mean, uh, listening to to whatever uh, writers and whatnot, it sounds like something he can get back. Do you? What, what's your take? I mean, what, what's the what's the word on the street from from Dallas and or Frisco as far as his status? Is it something that he can regain form? He just has to kind of. That was Achilles. I, I think he can come back. That's a that's a tough injury to come back from, especially being off that long. So. Well, you know, getting back onto the field, the first thing that comes to mind is is that injury. So it's it's hard to get out of that psychologically. But you know, we we have faith in him. He's still young. He's got he's got all the talent in the world. Um, he's got a good support system around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's been a tough season. So battling coming back from that injury and back into a season where we were riding a high and just have completely crashed back down to to earth. Yeah, so I think. It's, it's, I think probably him going down was that uh, – I think there was a, a collision with he and Mark uh, Tyrone Mears. And actually when they faced off each mm-hmm. other, he came out and then I don't think the team was ever the same. You still had Castillo at that point, right? Yeah, we still had Castillo, but, but I mean it was – The one pulling the every- strings. So I, I guess we never got to your, your lows. We got to your highs. Your highs were the shootout against uh, the team in green here that we support. What was your <laughs> low – Oh, the the low happened this season, the uh, U.S. Open Cup in uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City. That was, uh, oh my gosh, that one. That one was rough. That's that's nightmares. Yeah. Every night, but um, that that was definitely probably one of the the biggest lows besides the 2006 final against Colorado. That that mm. Kansas City this year was probably one of the hardest ones. We have a we have a similar memory losing to them uh, in PKs in the U.S. Open, Open Cup, Cup Championship match Kansas in their City. place, and they they cut the spot out uh, of so Jimmy Nielsen's you know doing his thing, licky face, uh, yep, licky face, and they actually cut the spot out and hung it up on their scoreboard uh, for all to see for the. Uh, that's just yeah, I don't know. That's brutal. Yeah, that's yeah. We yeah. felt that yeah, we as Seattle fans felt like we were uh, undone by the uh, Ricardo Salazar fella. Mm-hmm. But and he's only just now gotten back into our good graces because <laughs> he's actually started calling some good ball this year. <laughs> it's it, it's all it depends on what color glasses you're wearing. You know, yeah. rave green glasses, we're happy with it. But you know, the yeah, the powder blue. Uh, you probably like him quite a bit. So yeah, um, Oscar Pereja. He's been uh, he's been the talk of the town as far as the next U.S. national team coach. Uh, what are your takes, and do you think this is something that's going to happen? Uh, I think it could. But I don't think it will, though. Um, he's you know when he came back from when he came from Colorado, 
we were, you know, had high expectations. He had played for, you know, the burn way back in the day. So um, it was almost kind of a homecoming for him. And everything that he's done with the club, the way he's kind of revolutionized the, the youth system and, and how he's uh, how he's worked with the youth through the club system shows, you know, he's really willing to get out there and um, and bring up the youth, you know, sort of a grassroots movement with, you know, bringing in kids to, to play in the U.S. And, and bring them up all the way to the top level. So I think I think he could. Um, and, and people are starting to see what he's done and, and have an appreciation for it. So I think I think he could have a chance, but I, I don't know when that would happen. Well, that next cycle starts uh, probably July of next year. So I would uh, I'd find a way to lock him to, you know, chain him to something <laughs> so he can't get away after the World Cup. But yeah. <laughs> Now you yeah. said you said youth, and that brings me to two players. Um, one of them's your your goalie, Jesse Gonzalez. He's a yes. kid. What what's been his biggest hurdle? I mean, he was the bee's knees, you know, uh, last year and a year before. But I, I just don't see the same player that was stoning us every chance he got. Yeah, I think it's the fact that he he still is a kid, so he's gonna he's gonna have those moments. Um, I mean, his talent is just it's a level above the rest. His his reaction saves are are what you know gets him on those highlight reels. Mm-hmm. He still has you know mental lapses here every <laughs> once. In, the way we pick up our keepers is that they're amazing with reaction saves. Everything else is iffy. It's almost terrifying to watch them with the ball at their feet. So. Uh, we wear gloves for a reason i say we i'm a goalie uh in in rec but we wear gloves for a reason um not all of us are fleet fleet of feet fleet of foot that's it um so yeah uh jesse did decide that he wanted to play for the nats versus uh the l tree um are does that disappoint either of you or are you happy about no i'm I personally am happy about it. That, that was more surprising than anything to me because he had always, you know, proclaimed and, and uh, talked about playing for the Mexican national team. And it seemed like it was never going to there was never the possibility of him playing for the U.S. national team. And then within, shoot, I don't know, 24, 48 hour span, he had made that transition and, you know, signed basically signed his career over to the U.S. national team. So it was it was more shocking than anything that it actually happened. Yeah, I personally am excited about it. Um, you know, he's got a couple of things to overcome being so young, but mm-hmm. I think that's actually a pro because now you can mold him into the keeper that you need him to be uh, for that next generation to come. Was there a falling out between him and uh, – oh, darn it. I can't remember the coach for, for Mexico – um, any reason, any reason why he decided to, to wear red, white, and blue instead of red, white, and green? I, I, I have no idea. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, speculation as to why. I don't know if it was the fact that he would be sitting behind, knowing that he would be sitting behind players for a while yeah. or, you know, if he had the chance here and we, you know, obviously the U.S. has a history of, of great goalkeepers. This is his best option, so... Hmm. Do you have anything? I'm, I've been bogarting this end of the conversation. Oh, no, no. You're doing a great job, man. <laughs> um, so I, what did you guys think about the uh, latest U.S. men's national team result? Oh, that was oh. great. Yeah. <laughs> that was much needed. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Catharsis, right? That yeah, that was, uh, man, the way we came out. And, and I was talking with some people. It was, you know, I was excited about the lineup because we needed the youth and speed of that we have. We've got to utilize it. And so coming out strong the way we did and obviously having a, a healthy Pulisic out there is mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, pays dividends right off the bat. So as long oh, as we can keep him. When they uh, announced. As long as he's not getting hacked. But, it's yeah. nice to see a win yeah, from yeah. the team. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, when they announced the 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 roster uh, for the rest of the the season uh, or the rest of the cycle here, um, I was uh, a little bit disappointed uh, not to see a little more youth on the roster. But it looks like they, uh, when they came out with the lineup or the eighteen for this for this match, I was actually pretty impressed with with how they put the pieces together and and made that happen, and obviously with the execution as well. I thought oh, the, the speed was good. The, the the passing connections were just phenomenal. Yeah, it all seemed like we were firing on all cylinders, and it was you know it's concerning seeing the uh, the names called up, seeing you know Beasley called in mm-hmm. again, bringing in the old names, <laughs> kind of concerning. So it was it was interesting to see that you know um, Bob Bradley was there, and you know what what he was doing helping the team out. I'm not sure what, to what extent, but. You know, we we definitely it looked like we were going out for for everything mm-hmm. in this game. It worked out well. Oh yeah, they're just white hot right off the bat. Usually, I mean, they they had chance, we had a chance, and then we actually put ours in right after, like seconds after their mm-hmm. uh, open look, and then mm-hmm. ah, they they never saw the <laughs> they never saw that side of the field <laughs> ever again. It was all one way traffic. Are you guys thinking uh, that uh, Dallas might make a make a, a bid, a World Cup bid, anytime soon? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Uh, you know, Jerry World, where the Cowboys play, will he'll try to get something going there again. Mm-hmm. We've had you know a Gold Cup games there, and the uh, crowd's been pretty good. We've had you know, there's been trouble with the not facilities, but just the field itself, making sure that it's up to code and mm-hmm. you know a good surface to play on, but. Um. Yeah, Dallas would be, and if Dallas does, I'm sure Houston would put in a bit as well. So it'd be Good. kind of a red. Are they putting in sod on top of the yeah, football stadium turf? Yeah, grass on top of turf, probably right. Yeah, I yeah. think. And we and we did that a couple years back, and I don't think they did it right. So if if we did get the bid, I'm sure we would definitely put the the time and money into getting it to what it needs to be. Interesting. Yeah, doing it correctly. Somebody could make a mint like with a with a chia grass kind of situation, where you just yes. spread the little peanut butter over the field, and then two days later you've got you've got a bunch of beautiful Alabama bluegrass. No, uh, I, well, okay. I mean, they, he is talking out his ass right now. Oh, but, totally, uh, man. But no, no, they they do have uh, a, a, a grass turf hybrid but i doubt they're going to put that kind of thing together for a world yeah. cup uh, my question yeah. is at jumbotron in the middle of the field i mean do punts or balls ever hit that thing and get sent in funky directions they they have yeah. they have before yeah. not not in a soccer huh. game that i've seen but when the cowboys play it, when they first started playing there it was happening so they would replay the down basically the fourth the fourth down so i think kickers have learned to it's Aim. a pun around, really. Gotcha. Right on. Yeah, I don't think we've seen it affect any of the uh, Gold Cup games we've been to, but yeah, football's a little bit different. Well, yeah. Murphy's Law says as soon as you got a World Cup there, uh, one of the qualifying matches <laughs> will be <laughs> something will hit it dead center, and then they'll have to go to VAR <laughs> and try to figure out the law oh, that covers <laughs> obstruct. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, what do you guys think about that change? That that innovation in American soccer and world soccer with VAR. Yeah, has that burned you yet? <laughs> That's really the question. Oh, isn't it? oh, I know. Well, let me, let me, oh, let me count the let ways. Me tell you a story. <laughs> oh man, that is. 
I, I was telling him a couple of games and I was like, I, why did we put this in? Because I have yet to see it help us. I'm not, uh, just not quite sure I'm a fan of it. I think maybe it helped us out this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be the only time I can uh, actually say yeah. that the air's rolled in our favor. Yeah. It's, it's been a change, that's for sure. We had a yellow turn to a red card like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that that went pretty well for us, and I mean that was a generally a pretty well efficient. Well, it was a it was a poorly officiated game, but it it fell pretty well on our side. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but as far as the use of VAR, I think generally it's been pretty inconsistent in the. I guess the triggering and in the judgment of the, you know, the, of the, of the first official or what do you call the, the on-field official, Tim? Mm-hmm. I think there's a fourth official and then there's somebody in the booth. Like yeah. The but I mean, the, the discretion of the, of the, of the, of the, the primary referee, the referee. on the field, on the, the on-field referee. Right. Yeah. The head ref can head ref. Yeah. Yeah. make the decision. He makes the, the other decision. Just, yeah. Just say, Hey, you might want to take a look at that. Yeah, exactly. It's just all advisory until he decides to take a look at the thing. And I think that's my main... Go ahead. I think they they called back a goal. Or uh, when there was a penalty 45 seconds before we scored a goal. Um, It was... was I think it was the second game uh, that they... That VAR was... It was the second week VAR was in play. And um, I'm blanking on who we were playing in that game. But we had won the ball at the top of our 18. And it was a quick counterattack. Took maybe 10 seconds and we scored. Well, then they went to VAR and decided that the ball we won at the top of our 18 was actually a foul against us. So they actually bought it all the way back, recalled the goal, and gave the other team a free kick right outside the 18. So that was uh, yeah, we didn't that have that the start of VAR for us. <laughs> I, think, <Yeah>. I think <laughs> somebody did something very similar to that uh, and took it the length of the field and scored after giving us <laughs> a stiff arm and running away. I don't remember which game. and But yeah. That, I'm familiar. <laughs> um, so if you can, I don't know, take a little bit of, of the of the the pro your team bias out of it. Do you think VAR in general helps or hurts uh, uh, U.S. soccer, or world soccer? I, I was never a big fan of it to start with. I think it's it's a good idea. Um, it's going to need time. Yeah, you know, this, there's the this kind of feeling it out right now. So I think it it can be a very good thing. It's it's figuring out the kinks to it and getting it lined yeah. up correctly mm-hmm. like you were they kind of figure out uh t- uh, just a way to may- maybe be a little bit more consistent uh figure out the timing of things you know if the we've already gone down and scored a goal we call it back yeah um but you know timing um and maybe it takes a year or two I- i'm not a huge fan of it right now but like y'all were saying we-, we can figure out a way to be a little bit more consistent across the board then you know potentially it could it could maybe work a little bit better right on yeah well rainy and anthony you said that uh you you folks met playing soccer can you tell us a little bit more about that or do you care to yeah so um i've played we both played soccer growing up um we met in college playing soccer he was on the men's team i was on the women's um we stayed friends even though we moved on to different colleges and i think six years later started dating and just got married a year and a half ago oh, oh, congrats. Congrats. oh my yeah, goodness that's so wonderful. It wasn't a situation where Soccer. one of you got slide tackled and like, hey, help me up and uh, can I get your name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not, not a slide. <laughs> I just came no, over to say but, hi. like soccer's pretty much been the thing that just kind of, uh, I guess, tethered our, us to each other. And that's kind of been the consistent in our relationship. And um, that's been a pretty great thing to kind of, you know, just for our thing to have. That was been pretty great. Do you two play 
recreationally together? Okay, I like to think that I play recreationally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Anthony, on the other hand, I think he plays six times a week. He, and he, if he could play more, he'd play more. I know the feeling. Now, I'm just the reason I ask is sometimes I, I you know, if you've ever played co-ed, there's always couples, and then sometimes, um, like all my exes, I say exes now, all my exes didn't want to play with me because I was kind of an a-hole. I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was a situation where you know maybe you guys are jawing at each other or maybe you get tackled and then he has to go beat somebody up or vice versa where yeah i would say a little bit more of the latter i uh i tore the meniscus and strained uh a bunch of stuff in my knee when i was 18 so playing co-ed is fun um until my knee gets taken out you know usually yeah that's get tackled to get taken out and then i'm like all right you have fun playing the rest of the season i'll be rehabbing on the bench over here Uh, oh yeah it's it's been a little rough but um I'm do, sorry. Do you guys work on plays and set pieces and and you know go to the mailbox, turn around, I'll I'll, I'll find you there. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> like work on secret strategies. Yeah, yeah. Draw, drawing up plays to, in the kitchen, cooking dinner at night. Yeah, we do practice megging our dogs. Those that play together <laughs> stay together. That's right. Exactly. That's right. You gotta have hobbies. You gotta have hobbies. For sure. All right, so let's get to the nitty-gritty of this uh, 2017 season. There's two games left. Uh, this weekend we face off, and then you have a match that you host versus LA. Is that correct? After that, mm-hmm. correct. All right. What uh, what do you what do you hope for um, this Sunday besides um, healthy, staying healthy? Yeah, hoping hoping for a miracle. Obviously, um, we we need the points. Having you know, Real Salt Lake, San Jose, and Houston, we're all just kind of bunched together. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Something's got to break that up. It's I'm really interested in keeping an eye on, on Houston and Sporting Kansas City since they play each other twice this week. So that's that could be a deal breaker for for everyone else. But but uh, hoping hoping uh, the game up in Seattle, no injuries. Uh, we usually usually have a hard time on turf, and that's one thing we worry about. Mario Diaz is that he is not the best on turf. We actually try to keep him away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens and players coming back from um, international duty as well. So, oh, yeah, curious uh, about it didn't look like uh, did did Kellen Acosta get any uh, any minutes? Versus he did not. Uh, he did not. I was thinking he was going to come in second half, but then they ended up bringing uh, Dax. Dax in. So that seemed to work out well, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, um, in uh, TNT, but yeah, hoping hoping for hope. Went for a decent result Saturday. Yeah, that field is currently underwater. I, I was about to say I don't know if you saw the pictures and videos, but it looks like there's a, a moat uh, around the training facility. So yeah, it's it's actually you know some fields have tracks. These uh, have moats with sharks and uh, <laughs> yeah. keeps the keeps the riffraff off. Yeah, have you folks <laughs> been affected in in your uh, in your town about with any of the hurricanes or the natural disasters that we've been experiencing here in the United States? Uh, not where we are. Oh, no, good. We're... No, yeah, we've got. I've I got a bunch of family down in in that area in Houston. Um, all of them kind of stayed down there stubbornly, but they're they're all good and uh, they're all fine though. Everyone's recovered, so mm-hmm. it was uh, it was tough there watching it for a while, being being close but not close enough. Yeah, you know, being affected. So I've got some friends and coworkers actually in uh, Frisco in the Houston area, so uh, definitely. Uh, definitely keeping an eye on things and really glad that things are, are recovering and things are getting. Yes. I just got back from this last weekend and, uh, 
I mean, the town's done a great job of really, you know, kind of cleaning it up, getting everything mm-hmm. back together. Um, if there wasn't, you know, some trash on a curb from a house, I, I mean, I don't you think I would know. be able to tell what it just comes through. <sighs> no. Awesome. Yeah, they've done a fantastic yeah. job. It seemed that that city in general did a really good job with emergency management and and making the tough decisions around you know levees and water releases and and trying to minimize uh, the impact to to people. So, uh, shout out to Houston for sure. Yes, absolutely. City of, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, what questions do you have of us here uh, in Seattle, and and what do you think is going to happen in this match? So I'll. I'll- I was going to ask, because um, I know uh, Jordan Morris has been kind of, I don't want to say in and out of injuries during the season. Um, is he, I haven't looked at injury reports recently. How is he doing? He is sidelined. He's probably not, he may see the field by the end of playoffs, but it doesn't look good. Bad hammy. Just ripped the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. I don't even know who we were playing. Somebody. Yeah, it was it was in that 12, 12 Vancouver, match Vancouver. unbeaten stretch. Yeah, Vancouver yeah. was a disaster. Yeah, so he was just one it just one of those things, no contact, just pulled up by himself and mm-hmm. it just didn't look good. And so yeah, so so Joe Morris, he's out. Uh what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so who are, what would hey you yo. expect at the playoffs first round? Who who would you predict that you see? It's so and tight right so now. Tight. Uh, we're hoping. I mean, everyone's on. Well, Sporting Kansas City is still at thirty-one, and Houston's still at thirty-one games. They still have a couple of games to play. But uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that we can get out of the playing game. That's my goal because I am not confident enough in this team to uh, just to play a one-off versus Dallas. Yeah, that's- um, where I think we just won on like aggregate away goals or some crap like that. That's that's a hard way to yeah, win. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, so la- yeah last season winning first. Y'all y'all finished last and y'all 14. ended up destroying us mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to think like last couple twenty fourteen, um, we tied one one and then drew zero zero here and walked on and then uh, L A beat us on pretty much the same way mm-hmm. with that the away goal rule. And Robbie, Robbie Keane, just whatever. That's, 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 there's been a lot of, uh, knives in between my ribs now that we're talking about it. <laughs> um, I personally, I, you know, part of me really wants to, wants to match up with Vancouver or with, uh, or with KC, but uh, chances are we're going to meet them either of them away uh and that's going to be that's probably going to turn into a disaster for us um so if the season ended today uh uh we would host versus houston which would actually look pretty good because they don't uh they don't seem to have a whole lot going for them on turf Mm -mm. and or away and then you would go to portland if if the season ended today um that i don't know if i'd want that one either if i were you yeah, I'm not a uh, not a big fan. I'm just not a big fan of us going up to the northwest. Really, <laughs> that's I looking at it. it it's not really. It's kind of unavoidable. I mean, you're going to get one of us if unless you yeah. climb into that third spot and we climb out. Maybe you go to. I don't know. Maybe we can clip Kansas City. It doesn't look like Vancouver's going to drop. Yeah, one. it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, oh, week here. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I I forgot to ask you about Kellen Acosta when we were talking about U.S. Men's National Team. Is he sold? Say that again. Is is Kellen 
gone at the end of the year? I mean, is he is he having some sort of? We have a player that's on like a pre-contract thing. He's already signed and mm-hmm. he's a done deal at the end Jovan of the Jones, season. Yeah, Jovan Jones. Do you have any word on on Kellen? Is he gone? Has he been sold? Is this something that uh, that Oscar's yeah, kind of haven't haven't heard anything? Haven't heard anything about that. Um, obviously, we would love to keep him, but you know those rumors always like to swirl around, especially with with Germany. You know, there's German sides sweeping up uh, American youth, but I haven't heard anything about um, you know him saying if he might go at the end of the season. Earlier on in the season, there was rumors swirling around that he would leave before the season ended. Yeah, but that died down really quick. But I, I, nothing's really come up in the last couple of weeks about it. So it's seems like it's been. It's either been swept under the rug or it's completely out of the picture at this point. I think I'm just just making things up as I go here. I'm guessing um, he okay. First, we have to qualify for the World Cup. Then he tests the waters, maybe get some uh, international exposure, and then if he's going to make a move, will probably be after you know that second transfer window, or you know maybe the 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 iron's going to be hot enough to sell him at that point. If that's if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I could I could definitely see that happening. Um, like I was saying, those rumors early on were that he'd be gone before the end of the season. He's kind of hung around, and I think if he gets uh, if he gets some minutes here and there, you know, in the World Cup, I think that you know his stock rises a little more. Because yeah. everyone's seen what he's capable of. He's still real young. He's got the whole world in front of him. So for sure, how old is he? He is twenty three or twenty four. I think he's 23. Perfect. Perfect. Um, are there any other kids that are up and coming that like can just slip into these places? If, uh, if, uh, one of your center backs is sold or if, you know, Acosta gets sold. So we, we've got, um, Paxton Palmy call, who is, I believe he turned 17 this year. He made a couple early cameos in the season. Uh, he's a midfielder. Um, not a big kid, but he's, he's really quick and real smart on the ball. And, um, Perea's talked highly of him for the last year and a half. We've also got, uh, Reggie Cannon, who I believe is 17. Uh, and he's, um, he can play center back. He likes to play kind of out on, out wide though, as a defender. He got some playing time in a game earlier this season and he, he looks, he looks really good, very comfortable and confident on the ball. So, yeah. uh, as long as we can, keep, as long as we can keep, bringing those kids up and, and getting the experience i think we could we can still you know fight and have a good chance of staying up in the western conference yeah, these fc dallas players are like pez you just pull one out and another one pops <laughs> right up and fills fills it's, the position spring-loaded center back my god no wonder oscar <laughs> now is that a lot to do with oscar or is it just the uh the talent that is in the dallas area what is it's it a, it's a great combination of both so it's uh it's a real competitive environment here uh, tons, I mean, just tons and tons of, of youth clubs. And the thing that FC Dallas does well and uh, Pareja really instilled it that he, he won't, he trusts in the youth. And so a lot of the times he'll be out there when the kids are training and in, in the evenings during the week, he's out there walking the field, watching some of these younger kids. And so there's times where the first team is training on the main field um, outside of the stadium. And the, you know, you 17, you 16, you 15 kids are practicing on other fields and he'll have, he'll have, um, Clavijo or he'll send someone over to the other field and say, Hey, bring that kid over here. Let's, let's throw him in. Let's yeah. see what he's got. That's so that it's really fun to watch those, those videos and, you know, see him waving down a kid to come run across the field and get him into a, a small sided scrimmage with, with the first team. It's amazing. 
that sounds like that sounds like a blast, you know. And then for the kids to come up and get a taste of uh, rubbing shoulders with uh, the ones that the kids that they see on TV. Exactly oh, sure. to, to show that it's you know to show that they're real people. You can you know you keep working hard enough, you can be there. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, read my mind there. Right on, folks. Well, hey, um, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, I don't even know. We took an hour yeah. out of your life. Yeah, well, half an <laughs> hour. So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic talking with you. And um, so, uh, do either of you write or do anything in the community that you want to share uh, on on air? Yeah, so Anthony is a contributor for Last Word on Soccer. Ah. Um, he usually recaps the FC Dallas games um, after after we play. So if you want to okay. check out any of his articles, he's on Last Word on Soccer. Last Word okay. on Soccer. Dot com or how do we – is that a Twitter handle? Yeah, so they, they're part of Last Word on Sports. Last Word on Soccer is just kind of the American side of, of the soccer sports. But, yeah, I think it's Last Word on – I think it's Last Word on Soccer.com. Yeah, they're okay. on Twitter. Also. Okay, awesome. we'll uh, definitely put those handles in the show notes and uh, make sure that that's uh, that's going. Um, and we'll we'll check out the we'll check out the blog and see what's going on there. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having us on today. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank yeah, you. Pleasure's on our side. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So, um, are you folks planning on coming down for the match, or are you uh, going to watch locally there? <laughs> I'm going to watch locally and uh, be praying and hoping hoping for something okay. good for our. That's what yeah. this is about. Yeah, it's okay to be a fan of your own team. That's fine. I, <laughs> you, you don't have to pretend that, like, hey, we want to win. Is that yeah. okay? No, please. Well, you yeah. want to win. We want to win, too. <laughs> uh, so uh, when you watch, do you just watch at home? Or are there any uh, local establishments or any AO chapters that you that you like to, to represent in any bars? Usually, usually watch at home. Usually, um, I've got, uh, some connections through AO and Dallas. Usually they're, they don't get together too much for the FC Dallas games. They usually save it a lot for, you know, world cup qualifiers and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we're either watching here at the house or at a friend's house, or if it's a Friday or Saturday, big game, maybe we'll go and watch it at a bar somewhere. Okay. Right on. Okay. Well, rainy and, uh, Patrick, Anthony. Anthony, Jesus Damn it, just Christ. look at me. I let me <laughs> You remember the hard one. That was the most his his wife is wearing a hello, my name is Sarah sticker just <laughs> so he knows what her name is. I'm with this idiot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah, it's been a wonderful, uh wonderful chat. We had a lot of fun and thanks for coming on. We hope to see you again next year. Appreciate y'all having us, guys. Yeah, Take care. Thank you guys. All right. You're listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast.
So, yeah, hey, this is Steve Kettles from the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm sitting here with uh, Tim Hamilton at Doyle's Public House on St. Helens Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. One of our favorite players, one of my favorite places to go have a beer while I watch a match. Uh, you probably heard from the beginning uh, there that uh, USA is playing Panama right now. Uh, we're about to uh, about to kick. We just uh, did the anthem. Uh, Bruce Arena's mean mugging the cameras. Uh, so lineups look like Howard, Beasler, Gonzalez, Villafania, Yedlin, uh, Bradley, Nagbe, um, uh, Pulisic, Ariola, uh, Wood, and Altador uh, as forward there. So looking, it looks like a what was that? A four three two one? It's or a part. Sorry, four 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 two. No idea because when they put it, on, like the, four, four, when they put it on the MLS app, it just looks yeah, it looks freaking random. Yeah, we had two, it's two forwards. I don't know why I so said it quite. Four oh. one two one two. Four. <laughs> the diamond is that a diamond? Yeah, it's a four four like two a diamond. diamond. Yeah, that's a four more, four more like two a diamond. Kind of like that dumpy Dempsey diamond we had like four years ago. Yeah, for the Sounders. Uh, on the Panama side, in goal, we've got uh, Jose Calderon. No. We've got Adolfo. What? You're looking at the subs. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I looking, mean uh, I'm sorry. we got uh, Pinedo, Avalle, Torres, uh, Baloy, Murillo, uh, Godoy, Gomez, Barcenas, uh, Quintero, um, I'm sorry, Quintero, Torres, and Perez. Uh, so, Perez. Yeah, and, and Torres is forward. Uh, can you can you but dig it? There's two Torreses. Oh, there's two Torreses? Oh, there are two Torreses Captain. on the field. Oh. <laughs> Captain Roman. Capitan. Yeah. Roman Torres in the back at uh, left back, uh, where he belongs. Uh, he's very strong in that position. He's a big, imposing character. Tim. Yes, sir. What are your impressions for the lineup as it stands right now? And uh, what are you thinking for a result today? I think we can win with this. I would just like to see Dempsey up top. I'd like to see Dempsey start and then we sub him when he gets tired rather than hoping that we're going to have to dig a goal or two out once we get behind. It's like, oh, in case of emergency, break glass. Here comes Dempsey. So I'd rather start him. Okay. I'm happy to see Yedlin at uh, right back, of course. Uh, he's going to be that uh, speedy wing option. I'm sure he'll be uh, unlocking things uh, into the into the uh, final third and doing those kind of dangerous crosses he likes to do from the from the front. What 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 weaknesses do you see in our uh, in our current uh, lineup as you as you see it just here? Uh, honestly, our, our our two center backs keep rotating back and forth, back and forth. Beasler and Gonzalez. Well, it's just been every game. It's been in a different, a different back two pairing. So okay. We'll see what happens. I, I think Gonzalez is great at clearing things off the line as far as everything above his shoulders, but from the neck down, he's not that savvy. He gets lost. Okay. What about Bobby Wood? Uh, Bobby Wood is fast. He's uh, he's tenacious. He's angry. Hopefully he doesn't get himself a card and miss the next match. I, we have a couple guys on yellow cards. I'm not sure exactly which ones. Uh, I think Bradley, I think Yedlin are sitting on yellows. But uh, right now is our moment of silence for Vegas. Back to the fallen, may they not have died in vain, and may we have uh, reasonable gun reform in this country like every other civilized country on the face of the goddamn planet. Gun control, self-control. Control. Control. Just control control everything. 
All right. So, um, what about uh, Bradley uh, there in that uh, defensive uh, midfielder position? He's probably going box to box. Hopefully, he can just let the guys in front of him. I'm expecting Ariel and Nagmi to be further wide. Uh huh. Having Pulisic inside is good. I think he can create. He's going to demand. Uh, he's going to demand probably a double team, and then that should spring somebody. People have been looking forward to Darlington Nagbe as a U.S. citizen and eligible for this team for a long time. And he's, he's uh, had a couple caps now. Uh, I haven't seen anything worthwhile. Nothing yet. worthwhile yet, right? It's, it's going to take time to integrate in the team. My question would be, as first kick, we got possession there. Uh, my question would be, do you think Darlington is a good fit for this team as it's composed? Number of veterans that are on the team, the... I guess, average age uh, of the team. Uh, basically, what am I saying? Uh, does he fit in with all these old farts? Uh, I hope I hope he plays well, and I honestly would love to see him. He and Wondolowski kind of bail themselves out, and then uh, both of them just die in a fiery crash on the way okay. home. Okay, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Oh, dang it, we're wearing red. If we, I, I was rooting for the white team. As long as we don't uh, buddy Holly it. Wow, that was not really a foul. That's Yedlin. That's an idea to get inside Yedlin's head. He's young, he's hot. Oh, he looked like he was being, there were, everybody's being pretty sporting at this point. Does uh, Panama have a chance to finish in the uh, advance? Well, they're ahead of us, yeah, for okay. sure. So they're, they're in right now, as it, as it is, and then uh, we're in the fourth spot. So if, okay. if nothing changes, then we play in the playing game against Syria okay. or Australia? So who does Panama want to win, and are they going to pull I, any punches today? I think Panama wants Panama to win. Okay. For seeding. Yeah, because... Yeah. <laughs> I, That's kind of how that works. Other than that, <laughs> I think Panama's just going to kick the shit out of us. They, right. they, they could be fine with a 0-0 draw. Okay, right on, man. So far, so good. They are kicking the hell out of us. But that doesn't sound uh, great. Like a great outcome. I don't care. Just win. Just, okay. just win, baby. Right. Oh, wow. That was an interesting... Uh, you don't like how things are uh, working. You just kick it into the other player and uh, put it, it outside. Just kick. Fuck it. All right. Well, DeAndre about to throw in, and uh, we'll check in with you a little bit uh, later on in the match. We got uh, at least one listener here that uh, is going to. We're going on go. Hit that go. I'm going. And it's Josie. Oh, oh, wow. Bradley. <laughs> Get taken down in the box by Big Torres. Roman Torres. He, See, you can't not love that guy. You just can't not love him. That's all I'm saying. Motherfucker. Love him because you can't not. All right. Um, thank you for your help. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, you're listening to the Flounder's B Team Podcast. You are on the air, by the way. All right. All right. Hey, this is Steve Kettleson and Tim Hamilton with the Flounders B-Team Podcast, and we're here with a listener to the show. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Well, I'm talking now, but yeah, I'll be listening to this later, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you're a listener of the show. I am, literally, uh, since uh, episode one. Since episode one? Perhaps. There's a few I missed. Okay. Well, we're, we're looking at, like, what, episode 24 coming oh, up here. 24. I know, right? Because you're trying to record once a week. on an Wait, well, we're so. trying. Uh, school started. We got a bunch of teachers. Yes. It's, it's been kind of difficult. It's crazy living the life of a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, let me try to get the game going here. Uh, give me a little test here. Uh, test, test, test. Oh, that's a lot better. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Steve Kettleson with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm here with Chris Ilgavicious. Ilgavicious. Chris yes. Ilgavicious. That's me. Mr. Ilgavicious yeah. on the Twitters. Wow. And if you can spell that... You get a special prize. You get a special prize. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, Chris is a longtime uh, uh, supporter and listener to the podcast, actually. How did you How did you uh, find us originally? No, maybe because I follow the inner circle of the Channel 253 podcast Oh, now. do you? Okay. That's a great answer. And I wasn't even telling you to say that. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you were only just uh, nodding in the background. That's cool. That, of course, is Tim Hamilton in the background. We landed on the moon! Yeah. <laughs> the moon fell into Lake Michigan today. But, and <laughs> I don't know where the inception came from. It was just, oh, there's uh, these guys. I've known these guys. I've seen them. So you know, and like, so, uh, Marguerite and... Not Marguerite, and, uh, but... Okay. Your guys' podcast, like so, Nate? of course, Nate. Yeah. Okay, great, great. And then Zamira, because cool. I've done a couple of trainings at Lincoln, so I've seen a lot of those teachers. Thank you. Well, uh, right on, man. Yeah, yeah. Do another cool. lap. Well, uh, thank you for oh, listening. Thing one. Uh, thing two. What, what do you think about our uh, our status right now? What's the status of the U.S. versus Panama match right now? Well, the status I think would be uh, three thumbs up right now. Three perhaps? thumbs up. Yeah. Do the thumbs up rep- represent anything? They they might. I didn't even really think of that, but that just came out. Okay. Yeah, All they right. could All represent right. perhaps the more than three plus shots we're going to have right, right on, right on. Yeah. So we're uh, sitting here at Doyle's, yes. uh, Doyle's Public House in Tacoma, Washington. Hey, who's our server right now? Hey, Isaiah, how you doing? Thanks for bringing us, uh, bringing us those beautiful Jameson shots. Yes, give Isaiah all your money. Jameson flows yeah. freely at Doyle's. Absolutely, that is their whiskey of choice down here in Tacoma. Uh, we've already actually won a bottle, which is a Jameson bottle. We've emptied a bottle, which is an entry into uh, the annual St. Patrick's Day drawing for a trip for two to Ireland. Aye. I know. That's so the bottle is sitting here, and we're actually trying to figure out what to put on it and actually who's going to be the owner of it. Uh, this is actually on, on Tim's tab, so I think he should be the winner. Yeah, I've heard of a uh, kind of representation of the crying Jordan with uh, Torres. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, impressive. Uh, Tim's meme impressive. game is strong, man. But it, oh, my. You just did that right He now? just did that. So, so uh, you know, just cut and paste in from my phone. Oh, man. Wait, with yeah. what, what, what so, program are you using? Uh, no, no, just an app, the Meme Maker. It's oh. a Meme Maker app, and he does, like, uh, fancy clipping, and he's, he's actually really skilled with it. If you follow uh, if you follow the Flounders B-Team Twitter or Flounders B-Team on Instagram, you're, you're going to see some really good stuff. But anyway, um, so 3-0 at the half. Yes. Uh, one is a penalty, uh, Josie Altidore. That was Paneka, the last one. On Pineda. On Pineda. No, it's not on Pineda. It's a goalie. No, Pineda's a goalie. Pineda's a goalie. So the Pineda scored on just, him. Just a chip shot right down the middle. Keeper keeper went to his left, uh, Josie's right, and he just kind of just top shelf, just put it right up under the bar, and uh, no problem. Not a whole lot of power behind it, but you don't have to when the keeper already can fix the side. Yeah, when the keeper's committed. Didn't even watch it hit the back of the neck. Nah. He just walked away from it. It's like arms out, so, Superman airplane so, style. 
Yeah. Uh, it's been nice uh, to actually see the U.S. play as a cohesive unit. They're really attacking right now, which is really nice because I feel the last few matches they've been really uh, lackluster, let's just say, especially in the midfield performance. And I wonder if they're bypassing the midfield because they're just going to all attack, so it doesn't look like you need that kind of central grinder in the central right now. Um, I was a little worried at the very start of the match with the lineup because Nagby, not necessarily a defensive-oriented player. Same thing with Kolasic, which I yeah. probably get that wrong every single time. No, that's right. Uh, and then Bradley's been, depending on the Bradley that shows up, sometimes he's right. that marauding number eight, but then really he's a number six. Yeah. That's the uh, Costa Rica match uh, a couple matches ago. That was the exact combo. I was like, put in, rolled in, because there's this massive hole in front of the central defensive line. And uh, so I'm actually kind of, I was worried, but their all-out attack is a good defense in the match right now. Yep, off yeah. your best defense is a good offense. Very true. Yeah. But that's like a, a line that's a nervous, nerve-wracking line to play that defense is your offense. You, really, a good defense is a solid defense. Yeah. So I've noticed, uh, so I've noticed first of all, there's this gentleman sitting next to us. Uh, we're kind of table mates at this point. So we're, we're sharing shots back there again? This guy is riding around on Donald Trump's shoulders, which is pretty great. Tim's going to get a photo of this, well, I'm sure of it. Te technically, he's wearing a Donald Trump mask no, no. in hand. The technically, technically Donald Trump is wearing him. Right, right, right. So he's got this cool Halloween costume kind of deal where uh, uh, he's wearing Donald Trump pants and it looks like he's riding on Donald Trump's shoulders. Those are actually kind of uh, the... This is a really great Donald Trump mask too because he's got the he's got the tanning booth. No, we're definitely gonna post it. Gonna post that, right? Of course. All right, great. I already did. So. All right. Uh, so we're sitting here. We've got the president of AO Tacoma uh, next to us, a little bit over there. I'm not going to put her on the on the podcast without her consent, of course. But uh, she's she's sitting over there. Uh, the president of AO Tacoma named Janine. Janine, you want to come? You want to join us? Yeah, come on. You don't have to. It's okay. Jameson. Bring your beverage. I'm out. What is? Hey, Janine, how you doing? I'm doing great. Right on. How long have you been involved with AO Tacoma? Uh, AO Tacoma's American Outlaws Tacoma chapter. At right. Tacoma AO. At Tacoma AO on the Twitter machine. I am the founders got together and said, hey, we've got people at 15 different bars in Tacoma, why don't we try and get everyone together? That sounds fantastic. So I think I joined that first year as well. Uh, how, how many years ago was that? About four? Last cycle? It was, we were officially named in 2013. 2013, okay. So yeah, four years ago. Right on. Uh, I remember you were doing that first initial chapter drive, and, and that was a lot of fun. That's where I got the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, uh, what what drove you to uh, be involved with AO Tacoma, and what does it mean to you personally? Um, wow, that's kind of a big one. 
Yeah, that is a big one. Supporters culture in general, locally, sure. um, that got me involved. It, it wasn't so much just watching soccer, but it was about really fully supporting it and being involved with other local people. Um, I enjoyed it during the uh, MLS season. I've always enjoyed watching U.S. soccer as well, and I wanted to kind of bring that same atmosphere here. And I didn't want to drive to Seattle for it. Right on. I'm hearing community and commitment. Yeah. Those are very important to us on the Flutters BT podcast as well. We're, uh, we're, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. So what are your impressions of this first half right now? Oh, this is amazing. So unfortunately, I could not get off work early enough to be here before the start of the match. And I was listening to it on the way here. Uh-huh. Um, I walked <laughs> I in as that second half occurred. Um, so it's very exciting this first half. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I wasn't expecting this, frankly. I was not either. We've had a little bit of a slump recently. Yeah. I was sort of worried about yeah. going as we go into uh, Absolutely. It's looking more and more likely. Or- we're definitely gonna we're gonna qualify probably. So this is this is looking a lot better than we thought last week probably. Um, so what Pulisic in the 19th, Pulisic in the 19th uh, with the goal, uh, and then Elton. Eight minutes. Oh, that's right. Not nineteenth. Ninth minute. And then Josie Altador in the ninth. Yeah. Like ten minutes later, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the nineteenth. And and then uh, of course Altador with the PK in what the forty third or so. So that it's been a really exciting match. Um, Frankly, I mean, I've been really impressed with Panama's passing. I think they've been very clinical. Uh, lots of, uh, uh, like, one-touch, uh, no-touch passing. Um, it, it just They just can't seem to make uh, put together an offense. Uh, they've had a couple of dangerous shots. I think uh, uh, Chris was saying, uh, you know, we've only tested Howard uh, once or twice in the second half. But I, I thought they were pretty decent chances. First time he had to make a save. I believe it's the 30th minute. Yeah. So he actually had to do work, but it was still a you know a shot on goal and uh, something that that he had to save. So I expected a little more from Panama this time around. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. I tend to be not so much on the clinical side of things. Like yes. Right on. If someone wants to join Ao Tacoma, how does that work? Yeah. How does that work? Well, we uh, we have a link off of our Facebook page. Okay. You can join there. Of course, you can join directly through the American Outlaws web page. That's the best place to go to. Okay. Um, and there's a little drop down, select your chapter. Chapter there. Right on. Absolutely. Cool. Um, as we do get some games here in Seattle, while Tacoma itself does not have a stadium, we always support with our Yet. Seattle chapter. Yes. Um, Any, uh, so if we do World Cup qualifier, if we qualify for a World Cup, will we have uh, CenturyLink uh, events, do you think? Or, or did we get World Cup in here? 2026, that's it's, possible. You know, it's 2026, that's a long it's time away. Yeah. at least in the last few years, like U.S. soccer has started to notice Seattle as a possibility. Okay. They not, had not been doing it very often. It had been many, many years since the last time they had a game here. 
since we've had two in a row where it's either been the U.S. men or the U.S. women, I certainly think if they're going to have games, Paul Farrakhan's here. We can yeah, we had, we had Panama here with Joe back in uh, Eddie Johnson days. Yes. That, yeah, that yeah. turned out really well. Right. And then we ended up signing Dempsey probably maybe because of that, because of the atmosphere, yada, yada. It's grass on top of turf, but then we had the Gold Cup, and then we actually had the Gold Cup uh, versus Colombia. Yeah. Yep. That was a great game. In the, in I enjoyed the knockouts. that. And I that enjoyed that well. a lot. That was a so, lot of fun. Grass Columbia over fans, being the only problem. Those Columbia fans are fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. That Holy was, cow. Inauguration. Hopefully it's Centenario. Yeah, yeah. Right Centenario. There. Yeah. Yep. There you go. That was a great game. Insane. Oh, so I was up in, uh, I think, three... It wasn't a Gold Cup. That's right. Yeah, it was a Gold Cup. It was Copa America. Copa America. Copa America. You're right. I'm sorry. Why did I say Gold Cup? I don't know why. Yeah, it was up in like 315 or 317 or something like that. It was a lot of fun. What are you doing? I'm trying to get you You're trying to get up my on the field. Mic. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a good point. He's trying to do what I do. 2016, that was the... All right, so we've already started the second half. I'm up. I don't know. I don't remember. California, so that's where... I don't know. Well, uh, Janine, thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show today. And uh, thank you guys uh, for joining us down here in Tacoma. For sure. Absolutely. No, we. I'm from Tacoma. I'm living here. And it Tim's beats, in Bonnie Lake. It beats being at home on the couch, you know, trying to tell the child to be quiet. <laughs> fighting, right fighting with her over uh, well, over that the is TV. Part of the reason why I started going out to bars to matches is because I scare their cats. <laughs> Oh, well, right on. So, uh, second half has started. We're in the 47th minute. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, keep going. And we're going to drink some more Jameson. We're going to drink yes. some more Jameson. We still have one more Jameson goal. because it's quite three times. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to the Founders B Team. Thank you for listening to the Founders B Team podcast. That's right, Tim. Hey, listen to fun half of the show. As an LA Galaxy fan, I will listen to you guys. There you go. I do enjoy Hey, thanks, man. I'm from LA, so I do enjoy it. Right on. I'm coming here. I used to live here three years ago for about eight years. I love the California again. Now I'm back here. Hey, what's your name, man? Gonzo. Gonzo. Very pleased to meet you, man. I'm Steve. This is Tim. Yep. Chris. You know Janine. Yep. <laughs> Did you leave That's your awesome. young lady friend out? Did you just introduce yourself? And, oh, Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Deja. Deja. Very pleased to meet you. Deja and Gonzo. So Deja and Gonzo are here, and uh, you weren't you weren't microphone forward, so I didn't want to no. put you on the oh, spot. Oh my god! You can't mess with you can't mess with the you can't mess with the president of the freaking AO Tacoma. Are you right kidding on, me? Guys. That's awesome. I love that. Well, uh, so you said you listen to the podcast, or you plan to? I now? plan on to now. All right. So I, just, I just found out about it today, and I'm excited to actually. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Flounders B Team. It's a play on the Sounders Flounders kind of yeah. Portland I'm loving thing. the name, loving the name. And B Team because and we're you, not yeah. the A Team. Yeah, well, you're not Galaxy, so you're not like the F Team. Sorry, Galaxy. Love you guys, but until next season. Until next season. Hey, go for it. Go Ziggy Schmidt, I guess. I know you guys are a fan of that. You guys. Nothing makes me. Nothing happens. That's exactly right. Nothing makes me happier than seeing how. I guess so. Nothing makes me happier about our decision than seeing his performance in LA this year. So, cheers. Well done. Cheers as well. Right on. You're listening to the Flounders BT podcast.
Hey everybody, this is uh, Steve Kettleson. I'm here with the Flounders B-Team Podcast and our host, our benefactor, Russell Beaton is here. Am I he in is, trouble? Am no, I in trouble? Not, uh, because you said Mr. Russell. Russell? You said Russell. Russell? That's my middle name. You know that, right? That's my middle name is Russell. Seriously? It is. I shit you not. Stephen Russell Kettleson. Don't shit me. I am. I, I shit you, you not. Shit, you shit me. I shit you not. You shit me. I shit you not. <laughs> you shit me. <laughs> no shitting. It's a no shit zone. No, no shit zone. No shit zone. That's I right. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm on the O'Reilly factor. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm here with uh, the D man, Dennis Miller. <laughs> so, fuck off. This, is, this, this next episode will be called Obscure References No One Gets. <laughs> That's right. So, speaking of obscure no, references no one gets, what ha- happened here? What, what just happened? Tell me what just happened on the TV. The chance for us to celebrate the U.S. playing in the World Cup. Besides the fourth goal? The fourth goal scored by Mr. Bobby Wood. No. No? Team USA. There are no individuals on our team. team. It's, it's it's just the team. No individuals on our team. I hear you. I hear you. I'm feeling you right now. Right on, man. So, right on. So I've 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 known Russell for a long time. Uh Stop saying that. <laughs> Every time you say that, I look at my shoulder. My mom's yelling at me. (laughs) I've been a customer for a while now. (laughs) You know, I I tell this story all the time, but I met my wife here the first time I came to this place. I thought you were going to say your first wife. No, my first wife. I did not meet my first wife here. When you led me that with my first time I came here. False. (laughs) My first wife was, was not great. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Thank you for keeping on maintaining eye contact, though. That's really great. Anyway, Russell Heaton is the the uh, owner and proprietor of Doyle's Public House, which is the premier location for uh, soccer pubbery down here in uh, the 253 in Tacoma. Not just 253, but anything south of the airport. Basically, that's that's absolutely true. I've not found another place better. Uh, I've tried to go to the office in Tacoma. I don't know if you want to do comparisons. No, I don't. They don't even put the volume up on the game. It really pisses me off. I do. I um, I want every bar in the world to start showing the game. Absolutely. I give no bones to anybody or any bad will towards anybody. If you put the game on, thank you very much. Yes. It's awesome because the game needs to be shown. The game is everything. We live and breathe the game, and that's what we do. Yep. I won't degrade or talk about any other bar who, who wants to show the That's game. fair. I appreciate I'm that. I'm super excited that anybody who wants to put it on their screen, because there was a day and time where you could, there could not no get soccer. the game on the TV. So, if we're going to talk about Russell's commitment, I mean, Russ Heaton's commitment, (laughs) Uh, he he had a vision for this place, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing every scarf from every place he's ever been uh, hanging up from the rafters. I'll check you there. It's not every place I've been. Okay. It's every place that our customers have been. Ah! They bring them back. I hang them up. I always ask you, people always ask me, hey, what can we bring back? I say, yep. bring back a mark, match-specific scarf. Oh, that's Bring perfect. back something so there's a story behind it. All right. Because you can buy these scarves off the internet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can buy the jerseys off the internet. You can buy 
all the brick and brack you want to put on the walls. Yep. But until you live and breathe yep. the essence of the game. So I'm looking at uh, Saunders FC versus Chelsea Football Club scarf. I was at that game. Uh, uh, I, I'll have to pick the rest of them out here. Well, I will tell you. Uh, I, I can walk you down. So, walk it. Uh, uh, walk it, man. Black Hills is from uh-huh. a Black Hills supporter Black group. Black Hills supporters group for ECS. Uh, Armed F- service group for ECS. FC Porto. Was a friend uh-huh. who was on a Portuguese port trip okay. who sells port wine, who sells to us, who brought it back and says, I thought you guys would love this. Kaiser Slauten. Kaiser Slauten was one of our military guys who, who's a uh, load lifter out of military, uh, uh, out of Logistics, port. okay. Well, no, he's a uh, joint base Lewis McCord that uh, brought, yep. yeah, brought that back for us as well. What so it's it's for us. That's the beauty of it is everybody finds the game in their own spots, in their own places, and we want to share that opportunity with them. And so we, that's what we do with the walls. So uh, if you want to watch any uh, any EPL match uh, at all, it's not the EPL match. It's your obscure Portuguese cup match you want to watch. Absolutely. It's your second division Italian game. Check with us. We're going to see what we can do. We're going to show every game that is possible and allowable to show. That's what we do. These guys are up at four in the morning serving breakfast so you can watch this match. I wish we were serving breakfast, but we're up. I'm wrong so many times on this interview. But, 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 but we'll serve breakfast to you before your game's over. Absolutely. And you'll definitely serve Smithix, which is my go-to beer. Only, it's the only, only place in Tacoma I can get Only legally after 6 a.m., Washington State Liquor Control Board if you're listening. Okay. Or Kansas Board if you're listening. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Uh, so what uh, your impressions of the match so far? Pretty fantastic for nil. I'm excited about the attacking style they used tonight, uh, which is unusual for the U.S. Because normally, hey, let's plod and pass backwards. Tonight's game, in terms of going forward and attacking, is what we should see more of. And if you can imagine this attack with uh, uh, a young man, Jordan Morris, who's out right now, when we go to Russia, will be much more uh, influential. Yeah. I, I actually, this, if we play this way, I can see us getting out of our bucket. But if we play like we played recently, uh, before this game, we're not getting out of our bucket. You, you, you give me the attacking style, we're moving on. We're advancing. Right on. So as a barkeep and a restaurateur, uh, are there any other uh, places that we should be uh, looking for in the Seattle area that you might have an involvement with? Nope. Nope. Okay. So out of those, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had a couple other uh, properties. You know, I will. Oh, yeah. I thought you were playing with some stuff up there. All right. Uh, rumor mill. What are you going to do? Anyway. Um, uh, okay. So Russ Eaton is one of my favorite entrepreneurs in the city of Tacoma. Are you hitting on me right now? I, I feel like you're hitting on me right I'm now. making the eyes. And I'm going to tell you right eyes. now. I have my fancy glasses on. Out of all the people I know, oh. Steve Kettleson's one of them. <laughs> That's Tim Hamilton with the with the slow clap back there. <laughs> and beyond that, 
my favorite story about Steve. Tell me about the tickets. Is we're heading to Vancouver on a we bus. Are. We are. We get to the game and I make my my, my even pleasure everybody on the game on the bus. Hey, uh, do you have your tickets? <laughs> and while we're in Canada, everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Except for a, a lone gentleman in the back of the bus who says, uh, uh, there's nervous laughter, there's movements. I wait a good 10 minutes until the bus clears. And I ask Steve, hey, where are your tickets at? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> More, more upsettingly was his girlfriend at the time. Yeah, I had not married her yet. <laughs> Soon to be his wife. I To this day, I say, if I didn't have those tickets, wouldn't have been his wife. I, I think that's probably true. I believe true. my ticket saving was saving his marriage. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I said, hey, are these your tickets you left on the bar when you left the bar? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> Looks like it. Insert. Insert. Happy ending. Yes. Sounders win. Boom. Yeah. Winning. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Russ Heaton, man. I love you to death. Cheers. Kettleson. Thank you. Top notch business. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Thank thanks you. for uh, taking the time, and I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Is it part two? Pod two. What's the actual official name? It's the Flounders B Team Podcast. Holy cow! Is that a hashtag? Is yeah, I don't know that. It's an ad sign. I know. I, have, I know Twitter extended my characters. I don't know if I have the ability to do that. Holy cow! I can't be as awesome as at Doyle's Pub. So what are you gonna do? I, yeah, by the way, your social media presence is pretty much on point. Anybody, anytime anybody interacts with you, it's either you or somebody. It's uh, all me doing a little something, something me. here love, and there. I love. Uh, that's how I get to mix it up. Yeah. I love the game. I love mixing it up with the people. I love that. So. Right on. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody out there listening. I appreciate your support. Yeah. The Sounders appreciate your support. <laughs> Team USA, USA appreciates your support. And so from there, come to Doyle's Pub. Drink beer that you can't get any. So what cat? Do you have any casks on right now? We don't. But uh, we're about ready. Uh, uh, we always have a bourbon uh, cask. Uh, okay. A thing happens. Sorry. Not important. Are you kidding me? It wasn't important in the moment. It's always important. Don't get me wrong. I don't wrong. know how the, how's the golden first going to be. How's the what? The golden first. Was the golden first important? The, the what? The goal differential. Oh, that's very important. Yes. So I think that's going to be huge. Is that going to be huge? Is it huge? Huge. It's not huge. It's not huge. It's not huge. Because I subscribe to huge. I, I subscribe to <laughs> I subscribe to the sale H. It's huge. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. My cock's huge. Huge. All the way down here. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks a lot, Russ. Appreciate you. Cheers, dude. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Flatters B Team Podcast. USA Jamaica game. That was not the USA Jamaica game. It was USA uh, Panama. Uh, Panama. God, I fuck it up every time. You want to start over? No, we'll, no, no, we'll, no, we'll edit that out. Hold on. We won't edit that we'll out. We'll always edit it out. 
This is channel 253. Okay, I need another one. Uh, it's not really gonna catch on. Hey, Sunil, Sunil Garatri, president of U.S. Soccer. FYI. I think you're on to something with it. Quatro Sera Mera, Juanita Guantanamera. Guantanamera, Juanita Guantanamera. Guantanamera. Oh! Isaiah has come with the Jameson shots. Victory shots for Isaiah. Thank you. Salute. How much we got to the end of that bottle? I'll check, I guess. Ah! 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 All right. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. All right. Salute. Wait, where's your drink? That's a heavy pour. I think we got a heavy pour because we're hanging out with Russell. Lifting them. To Dolls Pub! Dolls Pub! Here, here. All right. Victory! Victory! Fuck Casey Keller. It finally See, look, put his finger on it with him. Yeah. No. He's only. Why is Casey Keller wearing. Why is Casey Keller wearing all black? Because he, he thought this was going to be a memorial. It is. God, it is a goddamn funeral against freaking.
freaking enema. Enema. Oh, you are dead. Like, what are you wearing, bro? Why is Casey Keller only happy he when we're losing? Now we won for nothing, and he's pissed off. Oh my boy, my issue. I finally found it with Keller. He's always so very nonchalant in his commentary. So anyway, like going back, when you have the color commentary and the play-by-play, play-by-play is the dominant. Let's just say eighty-five percent of the of the talking is done by the play-by-play and the color. But when he talks, he talks way too long, and then he's very nonchalant. If you listen to it, he's always like, "Well, yeah, you know, that was just a good pass. That was just a simple pass that he did there. And, you know, like any day, anybody could be able to." Foul. And that's what really dumb on him. He always just tries to equate it to, oh, when I was playing, that's no big deal, and that's just a simple play. But he never gets the excitement, and he just talks way too much. I can tell you, the beginning of this broadcast, he was all smiles because we were in the shitter. But now that we won 4 nothing, we can qualify. He's like, time to turn on my grumpy color face. Yeah, man. Well, I feel like... So, to be honest, I feel like Keller's game is that he doesn't want to be too supportive to the home team. He's, he's ultra neutral. He, he, he did that with the he did that with the Sounders when he made that transition from goalkeeper to to, to uh, commentator for Sounders FC before he got on with ESPN or whatever. He. Yeah, he's always been like, eh, you know, yeah, you know, well, I understand, and it's not going to be that great, and I, I don't know. I can see that, because coming from a goalkeeper, if you were a sounder for three years, was he? I got three All words for you. There. Julie Stewart-Banks. Uh, I agree with those three words. Okay. Um, but with Keller, I can see that in the beginning, where he was, you see that as a player. Yes, they scored a goal, but there's always something that he could do a lot better. Uh, but I don't really know where he's transitioned to right now. He just talks entirely to me. Absolutely. I appreciate Julie interviewing Pulisic right now. I am watching that right now. Pulisic had his shirt off earlier, and I'm sure some folks were pretty excited. No, Pulisic had his shirt off. And people, I imagine people are pretty excited about that. I got a little excited. You know, who's going to die? I mean, lots of like, hey, Julie, check out these apps. I'm 40. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. But you were saying, Chris. What was it? Because of that Jesus myth. Saying about Casey Keller. Casey Keller. I interviewed him once. Did you? Yeah, I did. And Jackie Montgomery. He's nice. But he also, seems Jackie supportive. Montgomery, which is a much better interview, by the way. Jackie Montgomery, ESPN. No, no, Sounders, Sounders FC. Oh, yeah, she no, used, no, no, like she used to do LAF, yeah. uh, LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, Starfire. Well, I think Keller yes. can be, like, that problem with Keller can be reserved. Just put him at halftime. That way you only have to hear him to be critical. You can fast forward to that. If and you're I do that understand home. about yes, you want your team to be better. Yes, they scored a goal and it was amazing, but there's always more that you want from a team. I love the scarves in the stands uh, talking about supporting refugees. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that who we used to be as a country? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, yeah, I don't really quite understand that. It's yeah. economically proven that the more refugees you take into your country, the more your GDP grows. I might be, like, fudging your GDP, but they help with the overall economic. At the end of the day, more people, more gooder, right? Exactly. I mean, who cares? Anyway, we don't mean to get too political here, but at some point, common sense has to... It's hard to avoid. I tuned out after you said Julius Stern. 
Tyler Bates because she looks yeah. like every girl that ever dumped me in high school. So fuck that Aww. chick. Did you, have you gotten Forget past? It. Have you gotten past that? Uh, Clearly, he hasn't. You no, no. Now, now I ask him out. They say, "Hey, yeah, Runners Green Team. I want some of that." <laughs> no, you can't have this. What? Because I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> Sarah with an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Very clear. I hop so, in my uh, Honda Odyssey and I drive home. But at the end of the day, Chris, uh, so how can we find you on Twitter? I, you can find me at, at Mr. Elgavicious. Elgavicious. I was very close. Yeah, which is spelled I L G like in George, A B like in Victor, I Z like in Zebra, I S like in Sam. Vicious. That's not that hard. Yeah, come on. Come on. That's not that hard. Yeah. The more insulting thing is I spell my name with a K. And so in work, people will type Chris with a C. And uh, just kind of makes me feel bad. Right on. Uh, do you write or anything like that? Anything we can uh, find you online? Do you have a presence anywhere? No, I want to write. But okay. It's one of those things um, like, I'm going to sit down. Would you be open to being a guest uh, soccer blogger on FloundersBeatTeam.com? I definitely would. All right. Let's talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, you're listening to the Flanders Beat Team podcast after a 4 0 victory against Panama by the United States of America. Quattro Acero. It doesn't have quite the same ring, but that's fine. That's fine. If you're going to the World Cup, clap your hands. Clap, clap, clap. You're going to. Hey, don't jinx it, bitches. Watch only dose, yes, or see. If you're going to <laughs> but, go home but, and watch the World Cup on TV, we are, not, we are not in the World Cup yet. Not yet, my friends. This, this is now percent This is not a secure channel. That was the equivalent of, like, the DJ fucking up the record going... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just had a good move. You both should be knocking on goddamn wood. I was knocking on wood the whole time. Why should it be this way? We should be dominating. We should have already been, yes. But we're not. But we're not. We're happy we fired Klinsman. Clap your hands. But are we? No. We're getting the same results? No. no. That man's out of work. He does not have no, a no. job. So we, we're pleased with the results from Arena right now, right? <laughs> Those are the exact same results we would have got with Klinsman. What we weren't happy with was one result, and all of a sudden we wanted to change the whole no. thing. But all the results after we fired Clinton, I think were exactly result. the same we would have got with Clinton. He had a clear history of doing a hodgepodge lineup, just getting in there and being going like, you know what, Yedlin? I think I want to play Yedlin at the game. I want to play Yedlin left wing. He had this experimental to his lineup. That he I have had too much Jameson. You are not going to kill my buzz. I will tell you right now, my buzz. just like your show, gentlemen said right here, if the results we'd had up through Arena's career without any history, we would have fired him. What, if, if, if Arena had Klinsman's? No, 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 this no, no. Six games, no, no, the last three matches. True. But what's your leeway when a new coach comes in? I've got new zero leeway when it comes to qualifying for the World so Cup. So you are like the manager of Crystal Palace. Oh. 
No, no we you're actually not, because you're not fighters. We actually have a better no, side than Chris Yeah, it's true. We've actually scored goals. Hashtag valid. Wait, you scored goals. Murray Klinsman is one who spurred on this movement, which I have fully embraced, which is the youth movement, which is playing against the best competition you can play against. And most people will say, well, the MLS is similar to that. I'm not an MLS apologist. The MLS is great for keeping legs fresh. For helping teams like Panama and Honduras. But not developing great teams. The MLS is great for keeping legs fresh. You heard it here first, kids. That's absolutely accurate. Thank you. Thank you. It's absolutely true. We do not build championship teams. We do not build championship players. We do not build... Oh, my God. Thank you. You actually well, do actually MLS to get actually to qualify. Um, what's your young man from uh, NYFC? Vieira? Vieira? Patrick Vieira. Villa Kilo. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will fucking he will, he will find joy. And then what's the other young, young, young guy who plays beside uh, Josie Outdoor in Toronto? I don't know who Javinko. 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 No reason he doesn't get more joy in the Italian side. He's literally four foot three. <laughs> yeah. He is four foot three. How big is Messi? He's five four foot eleven. Seven. <laughs> four foot I'm seven. as tall as Messi is. Yes. Hey! I may not have my numbers correct. Like <laughs> that four foot three. Does that not dissuade me four from, three. from espousing an opinion? But Javinko will feature. Fucking Tyrion Lannister scores a goal. Well, that's <laughs> the argument, though. Like he's a real feature, but what's the quality of MLS? That's why the Italian man, like the Italian manager, won't take him on because, sure, you fucking tear shit up in MLS. But how does that equate? Like, did he prove that anywhere else besides MLS? Regardless of where you prove it, if you are actually delivering goals the way he's delivering, do you realize Macedonia tied them 1-1 today? I did not. 1-1. Yeah. So Italy gets 1-1 and Italian defense. play. <laughs> Seriously. Which point are you trying to prove? Give Javinko a chance. And all we are saying is give, give Javinko a chance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't believe that's what we're all saying. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, we were saying I that. I believe it was a, I believe it was a three-part shitty yeah. harmony. Yes. That said that. <laughs> I thought that was actually great racial oh, harmony for no back. Don't worry about that. Okay, if you want real harmony, then yeah. go. Ma, 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 ma. That's a barber shot shit tag. Barber shot shit tag. Hey, guys, hey. 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 Deja, thank you. Don't worry, Gonzo, thank you. Janine, thank you. You all have been wonderful tonight. Thank you so much. When we go into the World Cup, what are our chances of advancing out of the group stage? 
All depends, well, depends on our group. We're gonna be in the group of death, no matter what. Of course. It's always the group of death. Always. So there's a group of death involved. Cameroon, yes. uh, Macedonia, Wales. Are you talking about that? Like I, I think I just pulled a hand and If we get that draw, we're, we're very happy. Idea. All right. I hope we get that draw. But I yes. feel like every time we get a group draw, it's a group of death. Group of death. I guarantee it's going to be Ghana and two other teams. Ghana. Ghana and two it's other always teams. Ghana. Always Ghana. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, wait. Are you are you talking World Cup and we haven't even qualified yet? So this oh, is... Well, no, you're the one who already said you're dancing on your seat. Look at home, I was standing but, on the table. But if you want to get to that point, at what point do we bounce out? Because I'm so nervous about getting there. All we gotta but do I'm also nervous even showing up. All we have to do is show up. True. All we have to do is show up. <laughs> Period. That's all that's all Gatorade wants. That's all Nike wants. Yeah. That's, that's all Phillips Magna wants. Let's get three, three matches. You have a really Continental tires. Continental tires. <laughs> 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 I'll enough you have a real you have a real legit. <laughs> it's picture time! There we go. It's a mystery! <laughs> <laughs> It's this new update. It's a mystery. Ta-da! <laughs> you have a real, <laughs> so you have a real, real legitimate concern about showing up for the World Cup. All they want is... Uh, they because it's in Russia. Qualify. Who's going to show up? And who's oh gonna my Are we going to go war with Russia? I'm going. Are they going to finally expose the PP tapes? Well, uh, let's not talk about that right that now. That would be amazing <laughs> like, Flyers PT podcast on wait. site in Russia. Oh, no, no, We're not going yeah. to Russia. Why not? It's not happening. No, I think we can go to the table. We can travel to Alaska because we can see Russia from there. Yeah, directly yes, from there. Let's just go to Alaska. Alaska. We're gonna go from Sarah Palin's house. Eh? Yeah. 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 You took a little bit of Russian in college. I'm gonna put a cross in from Sarah Palin's house. <laughs> Maybe some Russ Heaton crosses. Oh. Hey, thank you so much for your hospitality. Are you kidding me? We've got Russ Heaton. We've got Mr. Ilgavishas. We've got Janine, we've got Deja, we've got Gonzo, we've got Tim Hamilton. I'm Steve Kettleson. Thank you so much for listening to the Flatters B Team Podcast. It's been a great night. Go USA. Go USA. Wait till we get our tab. Damn.